Hey guys, I'm Lexi, and this is the Babe Project Podcast, a show where babes unite and share all of life's joys, messes, and awkward moments. My hope is to bring you uplifting content that gives you confidence to be the super babe that you are. So buckle up because it's going to get wild and weird. Okay, guys, so welcome back to the Babe Project Podcast. I have with me here today Miss Tessa Kirby, and I am so honored, you guys, to have her on this podcast. Um, She is incredibly inspiring in literally every way. She is beautiful, wise, innovative, kind, creative, and an amazing mama of four beautiful babies. And uh, don't quote me on this, but to be honest, I can't even tell you how we met. I feel like we just kind of knew each other. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember an official meet. It was just like, I knew who you were. I felt like you knew who I was. I don't know. I don't know if you remember like an official meeting date. I don't know. Um, You know, it's so funny that you say that. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be, to have even been asked um, to be on this podcast. I have a heart for helping women grow. And, um, and so I love that you're doing this, but, uh, honestly, I was actually thinking before we got on this call, I was thinking about like how we met and like the very most vivid memory that I have is, um, you used to cut my friend, Rachel Gliatoni's hair and she was like, Oh yeah, that's my hairdresser over there. And we were at church and you had like this B a haircut and you were wearing leopard print and I was like, oh my gosh, this girl is like, <laughs> like I was, I'm not even going to lie. I was like a tiny bit intimidated because anybody that can pull off like that, what I don't even know, like that shaven head look with like red lipstick that you had on with leopard print is like boss. So I was, that's like the, my first memory of you. And then after that, um, again, like you said, like, I don't feel like we ever really like formally met. It was just kind of like. We knew each other and we like hung around the same circle of people. So yeah, (laughs) that is hilarious. Yes. And I know exactly. I'm, I can almost picture my outfit um, because yeah, back then I was a lot more wild than I am now. And I'm sure I had a leopard print shirt on with my leopard print tattoo and probably some weird mohawk thing going on. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I am so excited to talk about Kindred Homestead. I think that it's going to be super inspiring, um, not only Kindred Homestead in itself, but just kind of the the steps and the, like the stepping stones that you took to get to this final place, which I don't even want to say final place because I'm sure there's going to be a lot more that comes out of it. So uh, just tell us a little bit about Kindred Homestead and what it is. Kindred Homestead is an interior design and restoration business for the modern family. So what my husband and I, we're we're both um, in this together and I do the interior design and he's more of like the project manager. And so um, what we really, really strive for in this business is to offer clients um, an interior design service, a staging service for people that are looking to sell their homes and then a project management service. So for investors that are looking to hire somebody to run their flip projects or um, somebody that they um, can just partner up with to help them manage 
really any sort of project in general. Um, and so we kind of started this at, uh, on a whim, not really on a whim, but more so like everything just sort of fell into place in a way for us where we were sort of doing all three of these things for people. Um, but we weren't really doing them as like a set business as this, like, this is something that we're going to do. Um, and so we kind of, it just kind of fell into place, like I said, and, um, we have just, my husband, he is in real estate. And so it really just made sense for us to go this way, you know, to offer to his clients, our staging services. Um, and since we were already doing flip projects on the side about three years ago, four years ago, we started doing flip houses and it was really just kind of, um, we had no idea what we were doing and we just went balls to the wall on this one house that we, uh, that we found and came came across and it just all, I mean, it was such a miracle that we came out, um, on that house, how like with a profit because it was like way over our head. Um, but yeah, so we've just been, we thought, you know, one day we would love to be able to combine these things, um, that we're passionate about and be able to make them into a business where we can offer all these all these different services um, together and as like not a package deal, but as something that we um, offer to people. So. so for those of you who have not seen Tessa's work, it is absolutely incredible. She is so creative and her husband is um, just right up there with her. And they are definitely a, a dynamic duo. They are basically like Chip and Joe, except for it's Tessa and Guy. <laughs> so, okay, talk to me about like right before you really started your journey on this. So was he originally a realtor already? And then you just kind of got into your own creative side or how did that, how did that start out? Yeah. Um, he has always been a realtor, but the story is kind of, um, it's kind of crazy. You know, you can like look back and be like, wow, like God totally was, was like working through us to get to this point. And, you know, like every decision that we made along the way, like led us to this place. But originally, so, um, guy and I, he's a year younger than me in school. And so, um, actually my senior year of college, we had our first child. Um, and it was a crazy time. Um, but we both decided that I was going to stay at home and we just made that happen. I don't even know how we made that happen, but we just were like, you know what, this is important. And this is what I wanted. This is what I really wanted to do. And so we made that happen. And in the meantime, he was still going to school. He was actually in ROTC. And so we were, um, he was all set to go into the Air Force. That was like our plan after college was we were going to be enlisted and we were going to move away and be far from family. We kind of just expected that. But we sort of started feeling like towards the end, um, going into his senior year, that we were really just wanting to be with family. You know, we had this new baby and we really wanted to be close to home and close to the people that could really help us. And so we just started praying about it. Like, Lord, if we're supposed to get out of, of the Air Force, like make a way because you can't just like get out of the military. Like it's just, it's really frowned upon. It's not something that you do. And so we just really, really prayed about it. And just like, we're like, Lord, we know that you are the God of the impossible. And so if this is something that we are supposed to do, like just make a way. 
and kind of like the defining, I don't know, like, I guess we could, thought we would like stick it to God and be like, okay, God, if like, we're supposed to be in, like, make it like, give us a sign, you know, or show us that we're not supposed to be here or whatever. And so the day, the day that guy was going into his meeting to find out kind of what his job was going to be once he graduated in the air force, they have to like, it's crazy the kind of steps they go through, but they have to like apply or not apply, but like rank the kind of work that they want to do in the air force and put like their first choice, second choice, third choice, whatever. And so guy was like, you know, if I, if I get my first choice, then I really feel like we're supposed to stay in. And I really feel like we're, you know, like this is what we're supposed to do. But if we don't, like we can continue to seek a way to get out kind of thing. And so that was just like, that's what we did. And so we prayed about it. And the night that he went in to find out what his job was going to be in our location, he, it was crazy because he came home that night and I was, you know, obviously I had no idea what was, what, what was going to happen. And I was like, okay, babe, what happened? You know, like what, what's the, what's going to happen? What is our future basically? And he was like, well, I got my, I got my number one job pick. And I was like, okay, awesome. Like we're going for it. And he's like, well, hold on. He was like, after our meeting, after we found out what our job was, um, he said that his cadre, which is like his commanding officer, pulled him aside and was like, hey, so, you know, I know that you got your number one pick, but I did want to let you know that there's like an increase in, in, um, there's too many people in this job field already. And so they're offering a voluntary disenrollment from the Air Force. Wow. And so if that's something that you have considered, um, now is your chance to get out. And so I was like, what? Like, it was just so crazy because we're like, okay, God, literally, he um, – he honored both of our, like, he honored both things. He was like, here, here's your number one job, job pick. But if you don't want it, like, here's your way out. And so we chose to get out, um, had no idea what we were going to do. Um, it was like, okay, so we had, we had like a month to decide. Um, and we ended up, um, obviously getting out. And the thing that, um, so and guys, uh, aunt, she is a realtor here in central Illinois. She has been for a long while. And so she offered to him, she was like, you can come onto my team and I'll, I'll help you with schooling. And like, we'll, we'll get this figured out and you can, I can train you and you can come under me. And, um, he'd already been working for her for years anyways with her business, like just helping her with, managing it with um, like running the lawn care like services that she offered her clients and things like that. So um, it just kind of was a no brainer. And so in his last semester of senior year, he was not only going to school to get his bachelor's in agricultural uh, business, but he was also getting his uh, license for real estate. And so um, thus began the journey of our real estate and, um, his, you know, his real estate job. And, uh, it's, it's so funny because, you know, during that time I was still staying at home. Um, I had started flipping furniture pieces just because I was like bored and I really needed a creative outlet. Um, and so I started flipping furniture and I started just like 
trying to be creative in whatever way that I could. And so I'd find pieces of furniture on the side of the road or we'd go to flea markets or whatever. And I thought that I like knew what I was doing and I had literally no idea. But I knew that I had a heart for making our house feel like a home, even though we lived in like this, this little condo. Um, And so um, I started, I started just kind of like thinking that I was really renovating pieces when really I was like slapping paint on and like hoping it turned out. But um, I, I remember saying to Guy that I was like, wouldn't it be so cool if like one day we could um, get like these old houses that are like super run down and we could like make them pretty again. Like you, you know, you're a real estate agent now. So like, you know, you could be the I don't even know what I, I had no idea really what I was saying, but I was like, yeah, we could do it. Like you could be the, the brute behind it and I could be the visionary and we could do this thing. And little did I know, like Chip and Joe fixer up her whole thing hadn't really happened yet. Like it was just on the verge of, you know, making a, a name for themselves really. And so, um, when, a couple months later, I came upon their show on HGTV. I was like, oh my gosh, babe, that's exactly what I want to do. Like, that's what I was saying. This is exactly what I want to do. And he, of course, thought I was crazy like he always does. Um, but he was like, okay, babe, yeah, maybe someday like we can do that. Um, and so it just it just kind of like it manifested into like this, this reality of, well, this like actual – dreamer, I was like, oh my gosh, we could do this. Like we could make this dream a true reality like this husband and wife duo, you know, did. And so um, after that, it's, it kind of all snowballed. And I, I ended up starting a blog to again, kind of quench that creative um, outlet for myself. And um, I also started a calligraphy business and I needed a, I needed a website. This is like just another crazy story that ties back to Chip and Joe and Fixer Upper. But I needed a website that could host my, um, my shop, my new like calligraphy shop, along with my blog. But at that time, we were broke, so it was like not even an option because you know like websites cost money. I had no idea what I was doing, like whatever. And so I was talking to a girlfriend of mine. And I was telling her this and she was like, Tessa, I really think that you need to like, you need to start a website with your shop on it. And I was like, tell me again, I already know this, like, I, this is what I want to do. And she was like, well, you, you know, like it, it only costs a hundred dollars to start this website on, on Squarespace. And I was like, that's great but we don't have that. Like, we don't even have a hundred dollars right now to spend. Like, we don't even have that extra. So she said to me, well, Tessa, have you ever thought about like reaching out to people and like asking them for your, um, like just asking them to support your blog? And I was like, you mean like asking people to help pay for my blog? (laughs) She was like, yeah. And I was like, well, no, because that's weird. And she's like, well, you know, like missionaries, like when they reach out to people and they ask people for money. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't really feel okay with that. Like, I feel like that's a little weird and shady. And she's like, Tessa, just pray about it. Like maybe the Lord will put somebody on your heart to reach out to just pray about it. So I got off that phone call. I felt really weird. I was like, this is bizarre. And the Lord's like, well, who would you ask? 
And I was like, what do you mean who would I ask? And he's like, who would you like, who would you send a letter to? And I was like, I don't know. And it was just like so weird. I don't know if like you ever have that, those moments where you're just like talking to the Lord and then you have like this really weird thought that comes across your mind that you're like, why did I just think that? But like in my head, I thought, no, like in my head, I thought you should ask Joanna Gaines. And I was like, ask Joanna Gaines, like for money. First of all, how would I even get her a letter? And second of all, why would she give me money? Like she doesn't even know who I am. And so that night I went home and I like just kept thinking about it. And I ended up telling my husband and he didn't even like think it was that crazy of an idea. Like the next thing I know is he hopped on his computer and he was like, I found their address. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I have it right here. And I was like, how, what? Okay. Uh, he's like, you better get started on that letter. And so that night I just wrote this letter and yeah, I just started this letter and I just was like, just pouring out my heart to, to her and sharing my vision and just for everything. And I even sent her little pictures of like our family so she could like see who you were. And I just, I remember just praying over that envelope and sending it and just being like, okay, Lord, like it, this is crazy, but I feel like this is you. And so I'm, I'm just like stepping out in faith to, to do this. And so I sent it. And about two weeks later, I was so like annoyed kind of like, I'm like, okay, Lord, like I did this crazy thing that was probably really foolish and I haven't heard anything back. Like, what the heck? Why did I do that? Like, why did you get my hopes up? And the Lord's like, Tessa, do you trust me? And I was like, I mean, I think I do. And he's like, okay, then trust me. And so later on that evening, my husband comes home and he's like, Tessa, you got this letter from Texas. And I was like, Texas? I don't know anybody in Texas. And he was like, yeah, it's from Waco. I was like, oh, oh what? That's crazy. And so I literally, before I even like saw the letter, I dropped to my knees and I was bawling my eyes out hysterically. And I open the letter and out drops a hundred dollar bill. And Joanna wrote me this, in this really heartfelt handwritten note, just saying like, thank you so much for reaching out. Um, I love what God has put on your heart to do. And I hope that this money, you know, increases tenfold in your life and in your family's life. Oh and my gosh. So I use that money to start my blog and my my little shop on um that was connected to it and that all just like after that I just it just all snowballed like I had you know I yeah so it was it was this crazy I remember thinking I've made it like I'm gonna be famous and <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this is it um my life is complete and uh Little did I know that I would have like a lot more things that would change and and all of that. But uh, yeah, that was about um, five years ago that that all happened. So, wow, that is literally incredible. 
like when you started talking about uh like i sent a letter to joanne or when you said joanne against i was like no she's not gonna do it is she gonna oh my gosh (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) but like seriously if i didn't need to or feel like i needed to keep my composure i probably would be bawling right now like i could feel my eyes welling up while you're talking like it's just crazy like just everything from the from the Air Force to, you know, like the number one pick, plus you could get out, plus like just, I just, wow, this is incredible, absolutely incredible. So uh, what is your favorite part about this business? I would say it is connecting with people and helping people really make their houses into a home. Like that has kind of been my heartbeat behind Kindred Homestead. That's why that's why we named Kindred Homestead kindred homestead was because it it literally means family and home. And so our our desire is, you know, with our own family was to make our home as functional and as beautiful as possible because obviously like you're, you know, when you have it when you have a large family, like it has to be functional. Like you've got kids, it, you know, you can't have a white couch without it being machine washable, right? Like you can't have white walls unless you have a magic eraser. Like there's just certain things that uh, I knew that I wanted. Like I wanted a beautiful space that I could sit in and be like, oh, this is refreshing to me. Like this is relaxing. And so I wanted to be able to emulate that for my clients as well. And to be able to help families be able to love the space that they're in while it's still being super functional for their family and for their children, especially families that have small, small kids. Um, and so I just love inter- like I'm such a people person. I I love interacting with people. I love being able to. Um, I I don't think that I really realized how. Um, I I guess there was a lack of, you know, when you're good at something or when you have like just a knack for something, you don't think that other people have a have a lack in that area. And so when you're able to come in and be able to provide a service for somebody and see the reward of like, oh my gosh, I love it so much. Like, how did you even think of that? It's so rewarding to me to be able to see that I was able to make a difference in in not only the functionality of their home, but the beauty of their home as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. So I think we, we've like touched on almost every single thing that I wanted to talk about. Which is, I mean, great. It's super great. Um, But I do, one thing I do want to talk about is I want to talk about what is the most difficult part of what you do. And if you had like an uh uh-oh moment and through all of those things, have you ever thought about quitting? Honestly, I think the most difficult thing is juggling, running a business and being a mom and a wife because it's actually way easier for me to work and it's actually a lot more fulfilling for me to work. Um, But I feel like I was called to be a stay-at-home mom. And so um, it's really difficult for me to shut it off and to to separate like when I'm – because I do work from home largely and so it's really difficult for me to shut it off. And to separate and to balance like, okay, my kids need me right now. And on the flip side of that, like 
I, I have a hard time creating boundaries with my kids because they are so young to be like, you know what? No, mommy needs to work right now. Like this is really important. And, and, and to kind of like loosen the reins a bit with them and be like, you know what? You guys got this. Like you can take care of one another. You can entertain yourself. Like you can even get yourself a snack. Like you're good to go. Um, and so honestly, like I had a, um, I had a moment a couple weeks ago where I was like, can I even do this? Like, do I need to quit? Because I was on such a, I was, I was, I felt like I was being pulled in both directions with, you know, like feeling the guilt of not giving enough to my kids and then feeling this, like simultaneously feeling the same guilt over on like the work front of like, I'm not putting enough into my business. Like, and so at that moment I was like, you know what I need a, I need to, figure out what my priorities are and I need to figure out what I can, like how I can lessen things on my plate. And so I, I hired somebody to help with my social media and I hired somebody to help with my Pinterest. And I cannot even tell you like night and day, like it, it, that right there took so much stress off my plate because I, I'm kind of crazy and I like to like manage everything down to like the studs. Like I just, I don't know how to let things go. And so, um, it was a really big deal for me to be able to be like, you know what, I'm going to hire somebody to help me and I'm, that's okay. And that doesn't mean that I'm failing. And then that doesn't mean that I am I'm, I'm like not good at this. Like it just means that I need help. And, you know, I think it, it also took a lot for me to be like, you know what, I'm going to actually be giving a lot of my profit away to the people that are helping me and knowing that that's okay. Like that, that is only, I mean, every successful person does that. Like they hire people to help them and they bring on team members because they know that they can't do it all. And so I'm really trying to be wise (laughs) and just be like, you know what, this is all a part of it. And, um, it doesn't mean that I failed. And it doesn't mean that I am, I'm less than. And so I'd say that was, that's definitely been the biggest struggle for me is, is managing my work and my family simultaneously because it's, it's truly, um, it's so funny when people are like, so how do you balance? Like, I feel like you're so good at balancing. And I'm like, I wish (laughs) like that is, there's absolutely no way to, a balance really well when you work at home. Like I work at home. I actually homeschool. Like I started homeschooling this year before the quarantine. So I'm like a home, like a homeschool mom OG, you know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I am not a quarantine homeschool mom. I am an OG. Uh, but no, it, so it's been, it's been difficult um, to say the least, but it's also been incredibly rewarding to watch my kids. Like we get to take them to our flip houses and um, it's, it's really cool to, to see like them kind of process what mommy and daddy do um, and see that like them try to like my daughter, she's oh my oldest daughter, she's seven and she's always trying to emulate me. And it's so cute. Like, she makes these like elaborate like hors d'oeuvre plates with like um, pretzels and cheese sticks and like water and she puts like fruit in the water and she's always like just trying to like recreate something that I've done and like or she'll help me like 
design something, you know, and she wants to like redecorate and move things around. And it's so cute to, to watch her see, like, there is this joy and beauty in decorating and, and making a house like feel like you and feel cozy and all of that. So That was that was her. And look at she gave me a flower and oh, Yep. So sweet. <laughs> she is sweet. That was Rosalind. That was who I was just talking about. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, speaking of which, that is that's beautiful. Honestly. And like I am so excited. I don't even know if we'll have Instagram in like, you know, twenty years, but I am so excited to just see where she goes when she gets older honestly and and just all of your kids from being able to watch you guys grind it out but also be intentional with your parenting and being intentional with uh loving on them so I'm really excited to see how they are as adults because honestly I feel like they have such great such great role models and maybe they don't know it right now but when they get older I can just, you know, picture them saying like, wow, thank you guys for just doing what you did and continuing and never quitting and being so intentional because that, you know, made me who I am today, whatever path that they choose. But I think it's going to be really cool to just see where they go when they get older. That's like a little side note, but I was just thinking about that as you were talking. So I think it's going to be really sweet. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I think you need to hear that. Like when I saw that you were going to do homeschooling, I was like, oh my gosh, girl, you just get it. Like you are just like doing it. Like you really are. It's so cool to see because I feel like a lot of people just kind of go with the norm and okay, we're just going to do this because this is what we do. But I love that you are like trail trailblazing your own path and it's not just for you it's for your kids too and their kids and so on and so forth so it's really cool to see you not worry about you know what's going on around you and just do what you want to do so that's that's been really cool and super inspiring for me to see so which moves us on to our um one of our last points, we have two more because I, I'm like so into this that I want to hear all that you have to say. So I don't want to take anything out or cut it short. So um, mentors, do you have any mentors or people that are like helping you through this or people who have inspired you? Yes. Um, I, I have a mentor um, and she is probably one of my best friends. She started out as a mentor. Um, you probably know her, uh, Cheryl Malkai. Um, but she, she started out as a mentor for me and, and quickly turned into one of my best friends. And so she's always been such a cheerleader for me, but she's also been somebody that has been able to speak into, um, my lack and be like, Tessa, you need to slow down or Tessa, like, it's time that you realize that you're, that you're more than what you, um, label yourself and you need to give yourself a little bit more credit or things like that. And so, um, she no longer lives near me, which is really, really sad. But, um, yeah, she's, she's been a huge mentor. And then, um, I am, it's so cool because I, this year I really prayed about, um, growing friendships and connecting with people of like, like being of like mind to me. Um, and I, God totally came through because I met these three women that are all moms 
and all their kids are like right around the same age as my kids and they're all entrepreneurs in different um they all have like their own niche so like one's a hairdress like hairstylist uh, I don't know, like, is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then another one is a photographer. And uh, another one is, um, oh my gosh, she's, she owns a boutique. So all those women, they just get me and they just understand just what it means to be a mom boss, like w- the ins and outs. And so we have this text message group that we're always um, getting on and being like, you know, please pray for me. I am having a day with my kids and I really need to get stuff done. And, um, and just like, we just uplift one another and are able just to just speak into each other's lives in a really unique way, um, that I've never had before. And they just, they understand that what I, especially, this was like huge for me because having like, you know, I, before we started Kindred Homestead, I was a blogger, I was a lifestyle blogger. And so, I shared my life very candidly and I shared – I try to be super transparent and that's really – it's really sticky in relationships, like real-life relationships when you're putting your life out there for everybody to see and then you have friends that, you know, don't really understand um, why you're doing that. And and so that was, that was really hard um, for me to balance, to figure out how to balance and I don't – I'm glad that I'm not really in lifestyle blogging anymore because, you know, it's hard enough to be transparent and then to sit there and like be writing a really, really, really um, juicy blog post about maybe your marriage or like something that you went through and like thinking about your friends reading it is like weird or even like your family. Um, That's more weird, I think. So uh yeah these girls just get get me and they get like the instagram thing which is another weird i feel like part of real relationships like when you're trying to grow your instagram like friends that aren't doing that same thing it's like what like why is that such a big deal you know and so um yeah it's though i would say those girls are have been a huge um they've been a huge motivator for me. Uh, and then I just have, I have a really great support, support group also within my church family. Um, and so I, I feel super blessed and my family and my sisters and I are super close and they're always like huge cheerleaders for me. Um, even though they're far away, they're always FaceTiming me and just, just pumping me up and, um, also telling me to slow down simultaneously. So (laughs) That is beautiful. I love a community is so important. And I feel like if we don't have it, then we could really drown. I think we can really, really drown without community. So that's huge. We were made for community. And I think we thrive when we have community. So okay, so what was your biggest regret if you even have one? In my business or like, (laughs) Uh, specifically in your business? But you, I mean, you have free range here. So honestly, I don't know that I have a regret for my business yet. Um, just because it's so new, we launched in um, February of this year, and so I, I wouldn't say I have any regrets um, about my business currently. Uh, I think I would say one of my biggest regrets, though, like entrepreneurially, if that's a word, <laughs> is um, uh, I. I <laughs> I feel bad saying this because I feel like like a lot of people that I know may, might 
listen to this because we have um, similar friend groups from the past. So, um, but I think, I think uh, I wish I had never done like a, oh man, an MLM. Um, yes, girl. Yes. Don't even feel bad about saying it. I'm right there with you. <laughs> like, I'm like, Lord, um, did I learn anything from that? Like, I, I'm, I know that I had to have like learned how to communicate, but I, I think that I was grasping at straws when I did. Um, I was so desperate. This was before I started my blog. Um, so I was so actually, no, maybe it wasn't. This was after I started my blog, but I was still so desperate to like, feel like I was contributing to the family. Um, and so I just like went for it and it was like in a realm of, of business that I literally knew nothing about. And you probably know which one I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I, I met some great people. Uh, I will say that was an upside, but that probably mm-hmm. is my biggest, biggest business regret is, is, um, but you know, now I think the upside is I know, uh, I can like I have like Hawkeyes for like MLM people. Like now I know they're I know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like when I've got random people that reach out to me, like, Tessa, how you doing? It's been so long since I've talked to you. I'm like, okay, just tell me your pitch now before, you know. <laughs> I I like wish you knew how much you were preaching to the choir. I have done five oh my God. five MLMs. And so you want to talk about some Hawkeyes? I can almost like smell them before they're coming and I know exactly what they're going to say. And like part of me is like, no girl, like don't even. But then you know what though? There is a small part of me too that is like, because I know, like you said, grasping at straws, that is exactly where I was. I wanted to contribute more. I wanted to do just I, I really just wanted to do more and so part of me is like you know I, I want to almost tell them like where this all goes from here but at the same time I'm like maybe they're hurting maybe they're struggling you know what I mean and that is like a whole nother conversation for like I, I need to do a series on that I think honestly <laughs> um but I will say if, just for me personal personally as like a little side note when I was doing one of my one of my five MLMs, there was such a like fire yeah. burning inside of me to do what I was doing. And I had about like 60 plus women underneath of me. And it was so cool because like we were a community. And anyway, I don't want to make this too long, but I will say like with this whole thing that I've been doing, like podcasts and now doing this uh, like Boss Babe series, um, I think. Yeah. I have definitely rekindled that fire and I'm thankful for those times because now I'm like, okay, I want that fire that I had again, but in a different way for better things now. So anyway, that was like a a total like little rabbit hole that I went down there. But I think I'm, I am right there with you. Like it's definitely a, one of my regrets. I wish I hadn't done it, but at the same time, I, I do see where in my life it definitely helped me kind of 
like, okay, I have to find that fire again. Where is it? Where is it? You know, like send me on this little treasure hunt. So, okay. So very last thing that I'm going to ask is for people who are, you know, either in your situation or were in your situation at the very, very beginning of all of this and have an idea, but don't know where to go from there. What is your advice to them? I say to people who have like a desire to do something just to do it. Like I, there's no sense in waiting for the right timing. I mean, there's a fine line. Like for us with starting our, starting our business, we definitely prayed about it and we, um, we waited for the right timing because we just never felt like we were able, we had the capacity to take off with it until a certain point and, and and all of a sudden we just felt like this this freedom just to go for it. So I think that there is like there is this okay, be wise with where you're at and also be be really honest with yourself. Like, do you have the time? Do you have the capacity? Do you have the money? Do you have the space? Like be wise, first of all. And 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 don't just go for a don't just go for a dream, go all out for a dream. If you know, it's not the right timing, like sense what's sense, you know, ask the Lord, like, Lord, is this the right time? Like, do we have, do we have this in our, in our wheelhouse to do? And, and if you don't, it doesn't mean that the Lord's not going to, like, he's going to honor, he's going to honor that, like that you came to him and that you, you asked his advice. And so, um, but if, but if you feel like you've been sitting on something for a really long time, but you've just been waiting for it to be perfect, like stop, it's never going to be perfect. You, you can't expect something that you've never done before to be insanely perfect when you, when you go for it for the first time. And so I just tell people like, if you have a dream on your heart, like go for it. If like, and also too, like research, do your research, like, get on Pinterest, look up blog posts, like whatever it is that you're going after, whether it's like you want to be a photographer or whether that's what you want to be a, a hairstylist, like talk to a friend and, and that does hair and like get their opinion and just go for it. Like there's nothing to lose. If there's, if the thing that you are dreaming about has been burning inside of you and it's been on your heart for a long time, just go for it. Like I can remember not knowing what I was doing when I started blogging but I just got on Pinterest and I just like literally read every single blog post and then I was like you know what I need to get a I need to get a nice camera so that I have like professional looking photos and so I just got on Pinterest and I you know like learned how to take really nice photos with the camera that I got like you just you you learn it as you go like nothing is going to be perfect and that's like the beauty of the process is like there's just so much that you – if you just let yourself and allow yourself just to learn and to grow and give yourself permission to not get it right and be like, you know what? Oops, that didn't work. I'm going to – now that I know that that didn't work, I'm going to like shift my focus and my vision to this. Um, and, and just, yeah. So I'd say to people that are dreaming about something just to go for it, to not wait for it to be perfect – and to do some heavy research and don't rely on other people to do it for you because that drives me nuts. Like, oh, so like, what do you think? I've got people 
that have for many years have asked like, so what do you think like I should do with my Instagram? Like what, how do I grow my Instagram? And I'm like, I have a blog post about it so you can go read it. Like I'm not going to, you know, like I, I've done my research. So do yours, you know, like it's, I mean, obviously I don't say that to everybody, (laughs) but like it's, (laughs) I help a lot of people. Okay. (laughs) Um, But no, it's, it's, it's crazy how people will try and get whatever they can from somebody that they see as being successful. Um, and they just, they're like, you know, I'm just going to cut corners and, and that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Because then like, then you don't really know what you're doing. Like you said, you're expecting other people to do it for you. And even let's say that they did, let's say you did say, this is how you do it, da, da, da. but that doesn't mean they actually know how to do it. So then they're going to come back with more and more questions. And so the best thing for them is really to just figure out how to do it themselves. And some people really need to just, they need to be told that they need to have that push. So yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, girl, uh, we did it. (laughs) I'm going to add the little note that this is take three. Uh, we tried three times and here we are. We, we got it. It was amazing. And like, I cannot wait for people to hear this. This is, there are some just incredible testimonies and inspiration, motivation, like the whole nine. So Tessa, thank you literally so much for all of your wise words and your wisdom and your patience and your willingness to just be on here and do this with me. Well, thank you so much, Lexi, for having me. Seriously, this was such a treat, like just being able to have like an adult conversation. (laughs) And it's cool to like think back about, you know, like just the journey of it all. Like it's it's very seldom that you get to, you know, like tell a whole story like that and be like, wow, God really did move. Like it's crazy that we're here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, and I know I've been following you for quite some time. So just watching the whole journey has been incredible it really has been absolutely incredible so I think I thank you I'm trying to think back when I did start following you I feel like it was oh I think justice was like a baby I'm pretty sure 90 percent anyway but it's been a long time so it's been so cool to see you go from where you were to where you are now and just like every new thing that you do I'm like yes girl Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's just so exciting. Like, what is she going to do next? It's so cool. So anyways, thank you again. I, I am incredibly honored to have you. So I will hopefully have you on again if we uh, talk about some MLM stuff. So <laughs> oh, anyways, okay. Well, we are going to sign off for now. So until next time, we'll see you later. Well, guys, as always, thanks for tuning into my podcast. I hope now that you've got an extra pep in your step, you're ready to get out there and conquer the world. See you next time, babe.